World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. 1,700 and something, I think, right? And it's been, John, what number is this one up there? You know, dude? Huh? 80? 1,780 show. 1,000. Is that amazing? Can you think of anything other than breathe and eat and live that you've done for 1,780 times? And I just, I want to publicly thank the Holy Spirit because only I would know what's of me and what isn't of me. And uh, every prompting that I get Every great show we have is under the prompting of the Holy Holy Spirit. And if you watch this at all, you know this. I'm about as far from being religious as a man can possibly be. In fact, when somebody says, oh, he, he got religion or he's religious, that's that's bigotry to me. That's, that's like calling me the N-word when somebody says that. Because one of the things that's drawn so many of you here is because we're not religious. We're, there are no There are no sacred cows. Here at Coach Dave Live, and I'm, I'm I'm fully, completely convinced. If folks think about this, if you see the propaganda being spread across America, and how effective the propaganda is, whether it be COVID, whether it be Donald Trump's an idiot, whether it be we're from the government, we're here. Well, I don't care what the propaganda is. Uh, if you would look from from a public opinion perspective, it's amazing. How almost half of the people will believe almost anything. You know that, right? You know that. Almost half of the people will believe almost anything when they get it from what they think is a trusted source, right? What's a trusted source? What what does that even mean that that's a a trusted source? And uh, I believe that so deeply about our Christian faith. But there's been a lot of stuff that we've been taught. To just I'm just telling you, it just isn't true. Jesus warned us that they teach his commandments, the doctrines of men, making the word of God an effect. Now, I'm not a Bible denier. I believe uh, uh, King James Bible. I, you know, I don't. I don't always think we have a great understanding of King James Bible because of the time in which it was written. But imagine Jesus showed up today and started writing a Bible, and then people read it five thousand years from now. The changes in time. And, and again, the small area upon which Jesus was, was talking. I'm not, listen, I'm not being, stop it. I'm not denying anything about the Bible. I'm not denying anything. But knowing, when you look at public opinions, how quickly people here in the United States were, uh, what's the word, bamboozled about so many things. With the internet and everything that goes on. What must it have been like during the time of Jesus? Weren't computers, recorders, cell phones, typewriters? They didn't even have the same language. And somewhere out of this mess in the first century, somewhere out of all that thing popped a religious faith, a religious faith. And down through the eons of time, I don't know how long it took. How long, I mean, just think about it. Even think about right now today how hard it is to get people to think differently. Just think how hard that is. And think of really, somebody's a Bible scholar, a lot better Bible scholar than me. Uh, when when did Guten, when did when did the Bible actually become available for people to read? When does anybody know when that was? Uh, up until that time. Only certain people, it was illegal for the laity, that'd be me and you. It was illegal. We're going to get communion and get your communion ready. 
It was illegal for the laity to have a Bible. You guys know that, don't you? It was illegal. You couldn't have the Bible. The only Christianity biblical stuff that you could get was what somebody told you, an oral recitation of the Christian faith. That's how this whole thing started. Oral, person to person. Benny just put up there 1611. Well, that's when the King James Bible was first printed in 1611. But there were, there were copies of the Bible before that. Well, let's just say that, do you understand? Do you understand? I believe the King James Bible. I believe the Bible's true. But all this religious gobbledygook that flows out of the denominational bend of the Bible, that's what I come here every day and try to assault. By assault, I mean expose. Because if it's not true, I don't want to know it. Hey, listen, we're getting ready to take communion. The Catholic Church tells us that this becomes the actual body and blood of Jesus Christ. It's called, what's that called? Uh, My brain just went dead on me. Transubstantiation. Is that it, Joe? Transubstantiation. That somehow some priest gets in front of us And all of a sudden, this becomes the actual body and blood of Jesus. Now, when I get up in the morning and I take communion, which we're getting ready to do, there are denominations, one of them being the Catholics, who say this actually becomes, this actually becomes his body. Now, where did that come from? Does anybody anybody question that? Where did that come from? This is, what? They made this thing. I don't even know. I get these little packages. This was made in a factory somewhere. And I'm not going to say any gobbledygook over it. And Joe's not going to say any gobbledygook over it. But I take this, and I believe this to be, okay, symbolic of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. But the Catholics taught us for how many years, still today, that is the actual body and the actual blood of Jesus. And all I do when I come here says, where's the beef? Show me that, will you? Show it to me. If you can show it to me, I'm with you. If you can't show it to me, I got a question. I knew I'd get Silver going. Go ahead, Silver. Oh, there we go. When I was first instructed that this is the body and blood of Christ, as an altar boy, I mean, I'm close up now. I'm waiting yeah. for this transformation, and it's not happening. So I went to my father, who was an ex-Methodist converted to Catholic. He says, no, 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 no. It's a representation. It's not his body in Christ, body and blood. It's a representation. Because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Not yes. I'm back and getting in it. <laughs> So, so Joe, listen, my idea, I'm not, I'm not going to get everybody in here. We're going to do communion first. Because my idea is this, folks, and it's always the theme here. Here's what they tell us. Prove it. That, that's all I ever do here. That's all I ever try to do. I never try to come here and say, uh, this is wrong. I say, here's what, the Bi- here's what the church teaches us. Here's what I see in the Bible. How do we get here? That's all I ever try to do here. Well, the scriptures tell us that you shall know the truth, and the truth, if you know, it's going to make you free. You want to be free? Well, then you got to know the truth. And a lot of times that has to do with goring sacred cows. I gore a lot of them here. And I don't, I don't look, I, I know this. I, I know that I do this under the unction of the Holy Spirit. I know that I do. I know that I do. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. That's that's where I want to go. Man, I'm I'm nine minutes into this. I didn't even, I didn't even want to want to talk about that. Let me say this real quick, because then Myra's going to pray and Joe's going to lead some communion. Thanks for getting up here this morning, Joe. You're welcome, sir. Uh, oh, I, I'll talk I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that afterwards. I'll t- I'll try to remember that later. Go ahead, Myra. Go ahead and pray, and then everybody get their elements, uh, and uh, we're going to take uh, we're going to take holy communion. Yes, thank you, Coach. Good morning, Harold. The reading today will be from Isaiah 58, 7 through 10. It is written, Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor 
that are cast out to thy That's house. That's not the only thing, though, Myra. It's not just dealing your bread to the hungry, which, by the way, is what most churches now, not they don't even do that. But they think that's the gospel, dealing the bread to the hungry. That's what they think. Go ahead. Yes, coach. Our cows out to thy house, when thou seizest the naked, that thou cover him, and thou hide not themself, thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy fright light break forth as the morning, and shine health shall spring forth speedingly. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the joke of putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul. Then shall the light rise in obscurity and the darkness be as the noon day. I gotta stop. Verse 10. And if you draw out your soul to the hungry, this ain't spirit, this ain't natural food, folks. Your soul don't feed nobody meat. And if you draw out your soul to the hungry soul, can I add that in there? And satisfy the afflicted soul. I ain't talking about bread and bananas here. Then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. When you feed the soul of people, not their bodies. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, grace, and joy on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I kept reading. Silver, I kept reading. Look what the next one says. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy your stomach in drought. Is that what it says? Huh? And make fat thy bones? Huh? And if you guide them continually and satisfy their soul, they're going to be like a watered garden <laughs> and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. See, the American church teaching as commandments the doctrines of men, evil men creeping in unawares and changing the truth of the gospel. Is it better for us as Christians to serve the physical body or the spiritual body? The goal of Christianity is to nourish the soul, the soul. And yes, that includes feeding them food because food gets to their soul. A man you just fed is open to the gospel. But if all you do is give him a hamburger and send him on his way, and that's what that's what millions of, that's what they used to call it the Salvation Army. Now it's, if I dare if I say this, huh? It's the belly-filling army. That's all the Salvation Army does. They're not even allowed Amen. to share the gospel anymore. Amen. They're not even allowed to share the gospel. They take government money, and they feed bellies of drug addicts who go back out on the street. Put a nickel on the drum, save another drunken bum salvation. Not anymore. They don't do that. Why? Because they evil men have crept in unawares, and they said that the only thing you're supposed to do as a Christian is to feed the Amen. body. How stupid are we? Come on in, Joe. Thanks for getting up. Uh, Ron Coach, uh, can we go to John 6, 31 to 35 to start, please? John 6, 31 through 35. Yes, sir. It's up there. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Hey, Joe, it's the same thing. He, he's talking about spiritual bread, folks. Go ahead, Joe. And I thank the Holy Spirit 
put this here on the table this morning, Coach, because I didn't talk to Myra about it. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven. And Thank you, Lord. To the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Forever give us this bread, Lord. Are they talking about this? Is that what they're talking about? And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. Wait a minute, Joe. Does it say that he that eats me? Does it say that he that eats me? Nope. Nope. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Whoever drinks drinks of me shall never thirst. No, 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 no. No, it's a belief. Go ahead. Okay, well, now we're going to go to 1 Corinthians uh, 11, 23 to 26, and I'll say a little prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you again this Friday morning for this fellowship of of brothers and sisters from around this country and parts of the world. Thank you for this technology that lets us come together so easily and painlessly and quickly. And thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, that you gave your only begotten son for us. And we can't really understand what that meant. And that you knew that you would do this from the moment you created us. For you see something in us that made that a worthy sacrifice. And we, we are so undeserving that we also have, uh, we cannot understand that either, Lord. And we thank you for all the blessings that our Lord Jesus Christ, by his sacrifice, brought to us over and above everlasting life. And the authority that he restored to us in the healings. And in these times that we find ourselves now, we know that we're going to need this authority. And please teach those uh, Put a hunger in our hearts to learn and under, to understand the authority that was returned to us at the cross. So we can use that in these days that we find ourselves now. And so please bless, bless this bread and this wine representing your body and your blood, Lord. And forgive us our sins and transgressions and bring us, as we examine ourselves and bring us cleanse into your sight. As we take this Holy Communion, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Um, that the Lord Jesus, that same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I love you, Michelle. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you do show. And after the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament of my, in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Amen. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. I said I love Michelle because we're one. We're one. Amen. Uh, Michelle and I are one, and I I like to take communion with her. So she's doing it upstairs. I'm sure that she is. Cool. Man, I got. Hey, look. You know. You know. One thing that amazes me about this show. I showed the video yesterday of I'm on my way to heaven. I I don't know how many times I've shown that uh, through the course of. 1,000, how many, Jonathan? 1,780. 1,780. And it's and a 1,780 show. I've shown that thing several times. And I can't believe the number of people who reacted who had never seen it, which tells me our audience has grown. Are you ready for this one? This is like one of the most unbelievable things that ever happened. Last night, I wanted to go... Uh, most nights, I try to fill up all of our cars before I go to bed. I don't know if you guys do. So I went out last night, to, went up top of the hill, 
pulled in there in the Duke and Duchess, and boy, the wind was cold. And I'm putting gas in the car, and there's a guy parked. He's over on the other rail away from me. And I yelled, whoo, turn it to winter pretty fast. And he said, said something, right? And so I <clears throat> put the gas in there, and I, I went in to pay, and he comes walking in behind me. He's got on a shirt says, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. And he asked me something about, you know, he, asked, he had selling meat or something. I don't know what it was. That matter, a short conversation. And then, then he said, uh, blew me away. He said, um, what's your name? I didn't have this on. I look like this. Says, what's your name? I was dressed, uh, I was dressed like a monkey. <laughs> I, mean, I was dressed like me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I do that. And he says, what's your name? And I said, I told him. And he said, I knew it. I recognized your voice. And I just kind of stood there stunned. He says, I watch all your stuff. All your stuff. I thought, Lord, what the heck? It encouraged me. Not that he thought I was rough one ball, but that they're listening. Slowly but surely, they're listening. Amen. Share these things, folks. You don't know who's going to pick it up. You, you don't know whose heart's going to change. Now, look, when you share these shows, don't say, don't make it about me. Just share it. Say, man, listen to this. That's all you got to say, man, listen to this. And you know what? The Holy Spirit will draw those who he will draw. Not everybody's going to like it. Somebody's going to say, what a loud mouth. I mean, yeah, I get it. But there are some out there that, whose hearts are going to be touched by it. So I was amazed again when I played the thing on my way to heaven yesterday that so many people hadn't heard it. I thought, Dude, I've been playing that thing for four years probably. So the audience has grown. So let me, let me touch your heart with another thing. Pull up number one there. By the way, OJ's uh, son, as it is OJ's son's having surgery today. OJ is your son. And friends, I want to ask you out there right now, uh, Myra, somebody uh, right now, I want you to pray for our friend Mark Mattingly, who is struggling, praying for a kidney transplant. He needs a kidney. But somebody right now, pray for Mark. He's a, he's a faithful guy. He's out there. He's a, he's a go-getter. He's a servant of the Lord. And he's been knocked down, man. Thank you, God Father, for bringing the gathering together this morning. We pray Isaiah 58, uh, 5, by his stripes we are healed. We pray for Mark that your hand be upon him, Lord, and be upon everybody in this call. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Keep praying for Mark. Put him on your put him on your prayer calendar. Keep praying for Mark. Lift him up there. Get that kidney, man. Get that kidney. Uh, yesterday, uh, after... After we, I did the article on the, uh, I did the part on the guy from Ohio State University. By the way, that that, that was so led by the Holy Spirit. Yes, uh, that segment, me talking about that yesterday, because I, I, I want you to notice something <clears throat> as we watch this little video. Evidently, it was such a uh, such a powerful moment at Ohio State University. They made a video. They're, this is an interview with him. I want you to hear this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And here's what I want you to here's what I want you to know. Here's what happens in a locker room that doesn't happen anywhere else. Well, be careful how you say that, Coach. What happens in a locker room is rare. And there's a special bond that happens in a locker room that doesn't happen anywhere else. And I'm convinced that men who've been in the military understand what I'm talking about. They understand that camaraderie. They understand the platoon and the platoon leader and the platoon order of authority and the willingness to do your job, and to lay down, they understand that. Well, to a smaller degree, that's a, that's a football locker room. It's a football, it's a, it's a football family. And all good coaches uh, <clears throat> cultivate that family atmosphere. And I was, I was watching this yesterday, and I'm speaking out to my black brothers and sisters, whether they're listening or not. I'm speaking to our white brothers and sisters, whether they're looking Listening or not, or my Hispanics, or my or Chinese, or my Oreo, whatever. All those people we talked about yesterday from <clears throat> who uh, are the descendants of, of uh, Adam. 
Folks, we have got to stop, all of us, all of us. We cannot continue to play in the racism game. We can no longer allow people to be identified by their race. Now, I don't know why. I have an urge. When Vinny comes in, I have this natural urge to identify Vinny as a black guy. Do you guys guys know what I'm talking about? Vinny's Vinny to me. I don't care if he's purple, right? But for some reason, we white people have been conditioned that we have to identify a voice by the color of his skin. You follow me? You guys follow me out there? In fact, when you're talking to your friends and you're talking about Vinny or you're talking about Paul Webb or there are other out there, you always, for whatever reason, we have been conditioned to identify them as your black friend, as if that's a puppy or something, right? My black, my fr- my friend Paul, he's black. My friend Vinny, he's, I never say my friend Joe's white. I never say my friend Myra can't speak English. Just kidding, Myra. Just kidding, Myra. I, I never say that, right? Myra's my friend. Joe's my friend. Betty's my friend. You're my friend. Joanne's my friend. You're my friend. Not my white friend or black friend or Oriental friend or Lutheran friend or Methodist friend or Pris- uh, right? I'm, right? Come on. Come on. But yet we all play into this. And so I want you to watch this video, and I want you to, to watch this. In uh, a typical Ohio State University football game, there's a, about 110,000 people get into that stadium. And I'm going to tell you, not 1% could give a damn what color somebody's skin is out there. If they can grab that football and they can run it to the end zone, they don't care if they're green. Racism is made up, friends. It's made up as a divide and conquer. Now, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to say this to you yesterday. Cameron Babb, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Hasn't played at all because of all the injuries he's had. And yet he is captain. Did you guys know that? Did you know he's captain of the football? I didn't, I didn't know that. By the way, he's black. Whatever that means, right? So here's this football team. By the way, if you would look at it, a lot of black guys on that football team. A lot of them. First of all, that's not true. This is black. This is brown. My buddy's Vinny is brown. He ain't black. All right? So they even lied, they even lied to us about that. But I want you to watch it. It's about six minutes, but it'll, 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 it'll encourage you here today. I want you to watch this six minutes of Cameron Babb that the, the Ohio State University Put together. Hey, Vinny, or us, what's your name, Jonathan? You can probably play it at about 1.5 speed and we'll still get the same feel for it. But look, folks, <clears throat> this is about overcoming, earning the respect of others simply by going through hard times. We shouldn't be complaining to everybody about it. It's a fact of life. And Cameron Babb went to Ohio State University five years ago, five years ago. Took five years for anybody to really know his name, except those guys in the huddle. Go ahead and play it. I think that first visit I kind of knew and just kept going on from there. And then got here uh, for Torma ACL, um, my senior year of high school, and they kept recruiting me. And that's something um, just through the relationships I've had with the coaching staff and just the people here at Ohio State, um, they stayed true to me. Came in, came in that summer and uh, the past Black and white guys, you know, watch years, black and white guys working together. Um, I had four ACL total, two on my right and two on my left, and uh, it's been a long journey. Cam Bab is the the uh, the ultimate ambassador for what we do, what we believe in. Um, he is an epitome of what our culture is, which is fight. Um, it was after that third ACL where where I really um, you know surrendered my life to him, and he kind of he changed everything about me. And um, he is now I'm my hope, my that life, and my here. savior, my Lord, my God, Jesus Christ. And I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for him. And he put so many people around me, uh, my family, friends, uh, mentors, um, everybody on staff, Stewie, uh, teammates. He put so many people around me um, to make that moment and every other moment that has happened and will happen um, glorify him. I'm super proud of Cam for all that he's overcome, uh, all the trials and tribulations that he's had in his career. You know, it's just a special bond that's there. Um, and that's my brother. Uh, 
blood couldn't make us closer. I can't control everything, and so what I can control is um, how, I, how I respond to, to the events that happen to me, um, but just knowing that my hope is truly in Jesus and not in myself and not even in football. And so um, as the years have been going on, you know, battling, you know, little injuries and knickknacks here and there, um, it's definitely been a challenge. Definitely was it's hard and it is hard, but I think that's life. Life is it's a challenge. Yeah, you know, just not knowing what's next. And he still kept giving because of his strong faith and his belief and how he loves, you know, his family and his teammates every day. He just gives and, you know, that's what he means to me. Cam has just been a number of things for this team. It's kind of hard to describe all he's done for me personally. And then he helped me reestablish my relationship with God. And, um, you know, fast forward to now, he's my roommate, one of my closest brothers on the team. And he just means so much to everyone in this program. He helps so many people through so many things. He's had four different numbers while he's been at Ohio State. He's now number zero. The moment itself, um, when it happened, was better than I could ever imagine. Rolls to his right. Stroud throwing in the end zone for Cam Babb. He's got it for a touchdown. How about that? Cameron Babb with a touchdown catch from C.J. Stroud. And a young man who has dealt with massive, massive injury problems gets in the end zone. Like me, we've been with him through three of his four ACLs. Um, it's just something that you can't really put the words. Um, I, I, I teared up. And I seen the ball, and I knew it was going to him, and when the ball went in the air, I literally, I literally started crying. When the ball was even in the air, not even to see if he caught it or not, then once he caught it, it just made tears just start rolling down my eyes. Did this catch, to me and to so many others, I think symbolized hope. It symbolized hope that with persistence and someone that just consistently does the right thing and consistently tries to better those around him, that eventually good things happen. And to me, I know that was one of the things that overtook me with emotion was just all that hard work and just waiting and waiting finally paid off. And it felt, it, uh, it really did feel just better than I could ever imagine. It's hard to kind of put into words. It's the only word I can really, you know, the word I can really think of, like I said yesterday, is just thankfulness. I'm just so thankful. Man, I just want to be able to tell the world about him and tell the world about what he's doing on this football team. And I don't know where this football team is going to go. We have so many, you know, visions and goals, um, and we got to take it day by day. Um, but the moment that everybody saw you, it was, it was already written. Jesus had, it's John 16, 33. Um, he says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And uh, man, that's for me, that's a true, true testimony to me. And just uh, I believe his word is truth. And all the tribulation and things I've went through in my life, um, he's been my hope. And if, if I didn't have that to stand on, um, I wouldn't be anything without Jesus Christ. I am nothing. And so he asked people to come to him, all that are weary and that are, you know, trouble-hearted. Um, and so that's just my message to Buckeye Nation, to this world, is uh, Jesus Christ is true, he's real, he is God, and uh, he loves you, and he's just waiting for you to accept him as, as Lord and Savior. So um, I'm so thankful for this team, for Coach Day, Coach Hart, uh, my family, my parents, brothers, sisters, um, you guys for making this video, man, for, for everybody that's kind of uh, played a part in my life, from my coaches, um, you know, back in St. Louis, teachers, everybody, man. Uh, it was so many people that allowed this this moment and played a huge part of my life. So I'm just thankful. <clears throat> now, why is that so hard? The power of biblical unity. Why is that so hard for us? Why is that so hard? And there's there's the model of how we are supposed to operate and how we're supposed to play together. I'm not, I'm not talking about his testimony of Jesus because everybody has a testimony of Jesus. But I, I saw an earlier clip on something else. I didn't, didn't have time to find it this morning. That after, after the, uh, 
one of the football games, Ohio State's former quarterback was killed, played for the Washington Redskins, was killed in the car accident earlier this year. And that uh, the team circled up before the first home game to, to pray for uh, for him. And uh, Ed Kim, Kim Babb is the one who led the prayer. It's a powerful moment to watch that, right? And so I just sit here today and think about all the turmoil. Psalm 133, can you pull that up real quick? The Lord just spoke that to me. Psalm 133. <clears throat> and it's really something we struggle with here every day. Not here. We struggle with. We struggle with. Scroll down there. Behold how good and how pleasant it is. Hey, folks, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. That when they do, Amen. it's like a precious ointment upon the head. And it runs down the beard, even to Aaron's beard. And it went down into their skirts and in their garments. They got it all over them. What? This ointment when there is unity. Not uniformity, but unity. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there, where there is unity, the Lord commanded his blessing. Even life in it evermore. Now, as we look across America, politically, do whatever you want to. Is there unity in the body of Christ? How can there possibly be blessing? How can there possibly be? When he said how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together on the same page, in the same huddle, pushing the same direction. But see, that only comes with intimacy. There's a difference between, you know, I've never, I've never met Silver. Eyeball to eyeball. Have we, Joe? Have we ever met eyeball to eyeball? I don't think I've ever met you eyeball to eyeball. All of you run down through the list. There's an intimacy that happens when brothers dwell together in unity. There's an intimacy there. Into me see. Into me see. Intimacy. And that's why we're not more. That's why I was a great football coach. Sorry if I sound like I'm bragging. I understood that concept from the time I started playing. The intimacy. I got your back, you got mine. Here's where we're going to go, and we're going to go together. And then when we all go there and, and go together and get there, we're going to eat of that bread that the Lord has made for us in the presence of our enemies. We're going to eat it together. We all get focused in so many different directions and so many diversities and so many things. Uh, just rattle off the denominations. The Baptists believe this and the Methodists believe this and the Lutherans believe this and the Catholics believe this and the Pentecostals believe this and the Church of Godders don't believe that. And it's on and on and on. And we ask ourselves, how possibly can the Lord bless this message? And that's just kind of my heart cry today. Because I saw that. See, that Cameron Babb story really touches me because I've lived that. Not with him, but I've lived that. I've lived it. I know the power of that. I know that the enemy, when I when they get can I tell you the truth? When they well, of course I can. When when I got sued in London, Ohio in nineteen ninety-seven. It was because they were, are you, are you kidding? Are you ready? I was taking some of those kids to church and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. And there was such powerful unity within our football program that they began to call it, are you ready? The cult of Dobbin Meyer. Boom. You know why? They couldn't stand the unity. Those on the outside of it, could not stand the unity. And they did everything they could to destroy it. 
Huh? So you look around your life and you ask me, you explain to me, why is it so hard to build unity amongst those whom we love the most? Divisions in your family? Huh? Divisions in your church, divisions in your workplace, divisions in the huddle. Why? Because the enemy sows discord amongst the brethren. And that's one of the things that the Bible says the Lord hates. He hates it. And there's some of you watching right now, right now watching, who broke fellowship over a brother. See, it's about reconciliation. It's about reconciliation. Your brother's wronged you? The Bible says be reconciled to him, not kick him to the curb. And if you can't be reconciled, okay, go a different direction. But we, we kick them to the curb without an attempt to reconcile, meaning what? Uh, maybe I've got this wrong. Uh, why did you say what you said? Why did you do what you did? Here's the way I took it. Is that the way you meant it? No, that wasn't the way I meant it. Well, that's the way I took it. Be reconciled one to another. And sometimes we have to be very, very careful because we will cut off the Holy Spirit out of personal affront. You don't have to say amen. I got a thick, thick anointing on me. And I'm telling you the truth right now. Some of you in your personal lives have made enemies out of friends. Somebody say amen. 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 You you are the Christian. You are the Christian. Do you expect a non-Christian to respond in a Christian way? The Bible says be reconciled to your brother. You say, well, he's not my brother anymore. Well, you don't know that if you hadn't tried to reconcile. And if you want to go into that meeting, that reconciliation meeting, and make sure that you come out of it right, then you don't have the heart. You don't have the right heart. Huh? Be reconciled to the truth. Boy, this is all over me today. I, th- I think I'm talking to a lot of us. Talking to a lot of us. God, we ought to be winning. That, that's my heart cry to coach this team. The power. How many are in here? This is 124 in the queue. There's more than that. I ran into guys probably not in the queue. <laughs> probably watching it someplace else. And can we be honest? We don't, re- we don't really have unity here. I'm not, hey, so easy to backbite and gossip, isn't it? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. The Lord hates that more than me saying shit. I believe that. I believe that. I've noticed Mark Trump's tried to get in twice. Come on in, Mark. God, I only got 15 to 17 minutes. That Boy, that was a monologue. Come on in if you want, Mark. <clears throat> I'll wait for him to get in. Huh? Let me let me shift gears on you. Can I, can I show you my twin brother? <laughs> we got about 17 minutes left. Let me show you my twin brother. Pull up the man in green for me, number two. The man in green. I don't know this guy, but he's my twin brother. This is November 16th in, in, uh, in the Banana Republic of Maricopa County. Uh, did you know that 70% of the vote in Arizona is in that one county? 70% of the vote in the state of Arizona is in Maricopa County. It's the same one they cheated before. They just cheat, 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 cheat. So Coach Dave shows up. Go ahead. Mr. Baker. Good morning. Once again, the eyes of the world are upon Maricopa County for another botched election. Am I here to accuse you of stealing the vote? Heavens no, for that would make me a terrorist, wouldn't it? Let me ask you, if you took your life savings to a bank and the teller put them in a machine and the machine kicked out one out of four of your bills, and the teller said, don't worry, we'll put them in box three over here, and we'll let you know how many were in there later. We'll send them off to a separate location, and someone will be sure to get back to you and tell you how much money you have. Would you be okay with that? No, you would not be okay with that. 
Now ask yourself the question, which is more valuable, your vote or your money? Now ask a lobbyist that same question. Now ask a campaign manager that question. Now ask Mark Zuckerberg that question, which is more valuable, your money or your vote or your country or this world or the corruption that is taking over every single county in this nation? And then you Amen. into your own soul Amen. and you look back at yourself in the mirror and realize that you are the cancer that is tearing this nation apart. Good Boom. Thank you. Listen to Coach Dave. I go, go back to the end of that. Did you hear that guy up there? Thank you. It's guys like that. Oh, my. Look, 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 look. Politics are not going to save us. They're not going to save us. But politics help advance the kingdom of God done properly. Now, if you think we're going to get justice out of this system, we're not going to. But the Bible tells us that we're the salt of the earth. We're the salt of the earth. Our impact in politics is everything. You see what's going on without Christ in politics. And it would be okay if we could all just withdraw and start our own country, but we ain't there yet. And so, if we're the salt of the earth and we're the light of the world, how dare us say that we should not be involved in this wicked system? If you really, really, really don't want to be involved in the wicked system, then stop paying your taxes. Just stop paying your taxes. But don't stop voting. Why would you stop voting? Don't pay your taxes, you vote free. Right? Huh? Don't pay your taxes and let them raise taxes on everybody else. Let, let them raise them. Don't you get involved with it. But if you don't think you have a voice, boy, man, I got I to gotta annoy. See, hang on, Paul. I'm going to get right to you. Look, folks. I want you to think about this. You cast a vote, wherever you are, if all, all of you in here voted, I hope you did. If you didn't, that's okay. But uh, you voted, you went in there and you filled out a something and you slid it in the machine and it printed out something and you don't have any idea where your vote went. Like we just watched the guy on TV or watched on that clip. I could go to the bank and they could show me my money. Where do you go to check your ballot? Where do you go to say, oh, wait a minute, I made a mistake on my ballot. I'd like to, I'd like to correct my ballot. Where do you, is, is there a ballot? Can you go get one? And why is it that, remember years and years and years ago? Remember, where is it? I'm looking for something here. Remember down in, in, in Florida when they were doing the hanging chads and the guy squinting, trying to see, where are the chads? Where are the chads? I put my vote into a machine, and it disappears. And then 24 hours later, or maybe a week later, ABC News tells me who I vote for. It goes into a system, uh, an evil, 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 corrupt system. Your vote just disappears. You, You don't, there's no trail to your vote. There's no way to verify your vote. There's nobody marking up on the board 28 votes. All of a sudden, just boom, some computer spits it out. Just some computer spits out the data. And isn't it amazing? Uh, the polls close. The polls close. And ABC News declares Carrie uh, Lake winner. How, how the hell would they know that? And it's the same people that are telling you to take a vaccine. T- same people that are trying to silence Paul Goslin. Same people trying to silence Carrie Madej. Same people trying to silence Sherry Tenpenny. Those same people count votes. You get? Do you get it? Do you get it? Mark Zuckerberg, not even an elected official. This guy over there the, with the cryptocurrency that donated like 18 unbelievable billion dollars to the Democrats through Ukraine. These are the same people telling you to trust the machines, right? Trust the jab, trust the machines. Oh, I get it. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. It's an absolute Babylonian system. And unfortunately, we're all attached to it. 
And we have to work to try to disassociate with it. But don't listen. Don't complain to me about how ineffective the government is and we shouldn't be working in the government if you continue to pay your taxes. Don't even, until you put some skin in the game and withdraw and stop paying your taxes. Stop, don't, don't even come to me. It falls on deaf ears. It falls on deaf ears. Now, hang on. I didn't tell you not to pay taxes. That's your personal choice. But if you're still paying taxes, don't tell me you're coming out of Babylon. I don't want to hear it. Dr. Paul, come on in. Uh, first off, Coach, you can't have reconciliation without repentance. Um, it's true. Called the Dominion System because we were voting as a corporation. Uh, that ended. Does anybody not see that ended? You know, I, I don't know if people noticed the 19 flags behind President Trump. Yes. He he didn't vote. I mean, he didn't come into this, this election. He came in under the Republic. He didn't come as the 19th president. Things are changing. Things are great, Coach. We just got to stay in the fight. It's all about hope, Coach, man. And there is no reconciliation without repentance. Amen, brother. So that's why I'm with the guy in green, Paul. I'm with the guy in green. Go ahead, Mark Trump, because you tried to get in earlier. Go ahead, man. No, I'm just saying. What's that? He didn't say. Clay, come on in. No, Trump. It's bouncing back and forth on me here. Go ahead, Mark Trump, then Clay. I was just saying amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Clay, come in. Yeah, Mark, I think your mic's cutting out there, buddy. Your mic's uh, cutting out, Mark. That guy in the green, your twin brother, Coach, we don't know his name. We may, may not ever know his name. Well, he's, but, he's probably a pastor somewhere. He's probably a pastor somewhere. But he got up and he spoke out. And he made a difference. He's the salt and the light of this world. That's right. That's and that's, right. see, that, we got we to gotta get it in our mindset and keep it in our mindset every day, all day long, to look for opportunities like that. And when an opportunity presents itself for us to speak out and shine and salt this earth, we got to do it. We can't let it pass by. Amen. Clay, is it Clay? Is it Clay? Is there any evidence that you could present right now of who you voted for? Uh, My testimony, I could lay it on the Bible. That's all I could do, Coach. You don't have any evidence? Huh? Nope. Like if you go to the bank, I, I can go on right now in the bank and the online, they'll tell me how much money I have. But we're still uh, 10 days removed and we still don't know who won the game. Folks, if you don't think there's something serious, you know, we live in instant communication, right? So they wait. This Babylonian system, they wait. They wait to see how many votes they need at the end. And they throw some out and they make some up and come on, man. Come on. Mike, come on, and then then Jack. Coach, uh, I'm reminded of him as a man who has a background in law enforcement. Sheriff Joe Arpaio of Maricopa County, how they tried to destroy him and literally did, not literally, but they politically destroyed him. And now we don't hear much about Mm -hmm. him. Because if he had gotten in there, this stuff wouldn't be happening. I don't believe. That's right. That's right. Hey, real quickly, run out of time. Go to my Facebook page real quick. Real quickly. Hang on, Jack. I'll get you in here. Go scroll down. I put some memes up today real quick. I just Click that thing off of there. And click this. Uh, hey, listen. Just, just sit back and bask in this for a minute. We forget, okay? We forget Jeb Bush, right? See if you can play this real quickly. Go ahead. No, whoo, CQ. No, 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 no. You're going the wrong way, dude. There, play that. Can't hear it. You're never going to be president okay, of the United States. Now get it back. Here we go. Let's see. These sweet days. Remember these sweet days? Go ahead and play the whole thing. It's very short. You're a tough guy, Jeb. And, it's, and we need to have a leader that is real tough. You're never going to be president of the United States tough, by insulting yeah. your way to well, the let's presidency. Let's see, I'm at 42 and you're at three. So, Doesn't so matter. far I'm doing better. Doesn't matter. So far I'm doing better. 
You know, you started off over here, Jeb. You're moving over further and further. Pretty soon you're going to be off the end. This doesn't do a thing to solve the problem. It sounds more. You go ahead. This is a tough. That's a Trump we fell in love with, wasn't it? Scroll down a minute. Scroll down. Keep scrolling. I'm not. There you go. There's a good. I'll put three of them up. Next one. Up. One more. One more. One more. Now, next one. Well, we can go there. Here. If, we're, if, if you're not sure where the stupidest people in the country live, Pennsylvania just answered it. Go ahead. Go to the next one. They, they, they put that ghoul in there. My favorite conspiracy theory is that the government cares about you. Go on down. Go on down. Chuck Schumer. It's called two-faced. Illegal immigration is wrong, plain and simple. 2009. Illegal immigration is wrong. 2022. We need a path to citizenship. However many undocumented there are here. Huh? Really? Okay, real quickly, I want to get some good ones here on Friday. Pull up for me. Uh, what am I looking for? Oh, Coach, what is it? I, for, I forgot. What it was. No, I didn't. Joe Biden on marriage. Number three. Number three. We have, we forget. We forget. Play number three. Uh, that's not it. Scroll down. No, no. Is that it? Guys, there it is. There it is. Listen. Listen. Handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? And Yeah, what's the game going on here? Joe Allen, come on in. That's not the real Biden. That was, that was the real Biden. Yeah, this is probably this is probably off topic, but I hope they don't treat this gentleman uh, in the uh, Buckeyes like they did Tim, Tim Tebow down here with the Gators. Well, you know the media will. When, yeah, the media will do everything they want to because what? Well, it's the elimination of Christianity. Yeah, it is You're fighting over Christianity. But I thought it was I thought it was pretty remarkable that the Ohio State University put together that special clip of him. So, uh, kudos for them. Dale, come on in. Amen, brother. You know what? We, we're we so gullible. Let's just think about it. We're hearing Jim Jordan and everybody in the house because of all these investigations. Let's be real, coach. Do you think any of these people are going to jail about any of this stuff? Yet no. people like Bill Dumphy, right, who who has yep. a blowhorn and a flag, right? This is, this is the uh, – just America is just an epitome. Now, here's the thing. While we know that they're both on the same side of the coin – 87% of all Americans want term limits, but neither the Republicans and the Democrats up there will bring that to a vote because they are in it for themselves. Dale, they reelected Mitch McConnell. <laughs> China on, man. man. China Come man. On. Mitch. Come on. He's he's still majority. And Coach, I'm just telling you, do you honestly, th- I don't care about their investigation. Do you think any Joe Biden or his son or any of these guys are going to jail over treasonous things that they have did? No, they got to come and get, they got to come get Bill Bunty. Jack, but come on these, in. These Republicans are wetting their panties thinking that these investigations are going somewhere. That's right. Jack. Uh, Dale's absolutely got it. Um, but sometime later, Dale, you and I will have a chat about term limits. Anyways, when the thing we've been talking about, Coach, is the thing you can't talk about is the thing that we got to be so careful of. They're programming us to use um, voter ID as a way to get us all into the international database. We can do voter ID without a government-issued identification. Listen, listen, Jack, even you're missing this one. We don't need voter ID. You need to show up with an ID and vote on a paper ballot. It's worked for thousands of years. That's what, that's what we need to do. The trend, I get what you're saying, Jack. I get what you're saying. It ain't about elections. It's about everything else. Stephen, quickly. I'm sorry. Tom, stop quickly. Tom, stop quickly. 
Yeah, Coach, uh, your brother's name is Matt Baker, the dreadlock guy with the green shirt. Matt Baker. He's been on Alex Jones uh, since the jab stuff started. So, yeah, yeah, he, he gets right out there and says it. So, yeah, Good your brother God, of another God mother. God bless my brother. God bless my brother. Stephen, quickly. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say uh, – with the guy you played the uh, video from, the, uh, I guess, theological scholar, everybody can look this up. Um, the Arabs, which are the Muslims, are not included in the Shemites. Uh, you study that out, those people are Hamites. That's why they are so violent and so barbaric and so against Israel. Just I'll check it out, up. Stephen. I'll check Just it out. The- Judah, come on in. Got to run. Judah. Good stuff, guys. We got to call things that are not as though they are. Romans four seventeen states God calls those things that are not as they were. Mm. They are going to be held accountable. They is the start. The hundred eighty Congress. I'm believing that God is going to move, and that divine hand of the hundred eighteenth Congress. You know, it doesn't say state until January the third. What will those people say when they get up? So at Speaker of the House, we can confess with our mouths what it is that we want and what we desire. and Whatever we pray for, wherever two are gathered, whatever they ask for, they shall receive. And so we can still believe in half of Hey, Judd, you've been in a huddle. You understand the power of biblical unity. Where there is unity, God commands the blessing. Let's all get on the same page and let's all row the same direction. God bless you. Have a great weekend. See you Monday.